Trending Stories of the Day Hashtag SAFM Sunrise 8 minutes to 7 the time. Well, so many conversations coming out of what happened in the Joburg CBD yesterday. The 74 people who lost their lives, 12 of them children, 40 of them men, 24 women dying yesterday in that fire. There's so many dynamics to this. There's urban migration. There's the general state of South Africa, and I say that very carefully. So many people with so little income, so many people just desperate to try and improve their lives and the lives of their families. In the middle of this, we have calls left, right, and sometimes from the center for people saying we should do this, blaming this, blaming that. We have already had, for example, a call this morning that the Prevention of Illegal Eviction Act is what makes the situation so difficult. And at the center of it all, we have people, so many people, who are so vulnerable to this kind of thing that could happen again. Mark Hayward is the editor at Maverick Citizen. Mark, good morning to you. What is the humane response to this crisis or set of crises that we face in our inner cities? Good morning, Stephen. I think there are a number of components to a humane response. I think the first thing that needs to be done is to make sure that people directly affected, people who have lost loved ones, uh, are given proper assistance and shelter, and that people who have been injured are given the medical care that they're going to need. You know, I often fear that in the next few days we will move on to something else, and yet there are hundreds of people, including children with very severe burns, needing medical attention in a public health care system that, as we know, is uh, incapable of providing the, the necessary care often. So there's the care, but then there's the actions that must follow from this. Now, there has to be accountability, but I'm not going to dwell in accountability now. What I'm going to say is that what we need is a plan coming out of this. We need to recognize that there is a dire, desperate shortage of housing for poor people in this city and in this province, and that this has been symptomatic of that, that the the city needs to collaborate with churches and NGOs on a plan to address this problem, and it needs to develop as rapidly as possible a social housing program where people can have adequate shelter in decent conditions. So there's no shortage of steps that can be taken, which are fair, constitutional, humane, in line with our constitution, if only there was the political will. The problem is that up to now, it seems as if the city of Johannesburg and the province is more interested in blame and in accepting its responsibility and trying to find solutions. There's so many other aspects to this. Um, we know that there's criminality. Uh, there's no uh, enforcement of bylaws. Um, what this means then is that people, vulnerable people, are left really very vulnerable to those who will use violence against them, whether these be people who've taken over buildings and extort money, and I think extort is probably the right word. Yeah. These are the people we need to keep in our minds, the people who are vulnerable in this way. Absolutely. I mean, we all complain about crime and our vulnerability to crime, particularly us middle class people. But actually, the people who are most exposed are the poorest of the poor. You know, I do a lot of work with homeless people, Stephen. And, you know, if you're living in a park, if you're living in one of these buildings, sometimes it's difficult to go out and leave your possessions because when you come back, your possessions are gone. 
you're constantly vulnerable to threats, to extortion, to 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 violence, and we just don't see this, and we don't we we don't pay any heed to it. So yes, that is why we have to take steps to lift people out of this degree of terrible vulnerability. You know, you know, in in these buildings, you mentioned it. Uh, 12, 13 children killed in the fire yesterday. There are hundreds and hundreds of children living in these hijacked buildings throughout Johannesburg, uh, vulnerable to sexual violence, vulnerable to harm through fire and other means. You know, this is a humanitarian crisis on a grand scale on our doorsteps. And I just, as I said at the beginning, I'm scared that uh, by Monday or Tuesday, in the middle of next week, we will have moved on, but the problem will still be there and the people will still be there. This is also part of our underlying condition. The fact is that people are coming to cities to look for better opportunities for themselves to provide money for their families. It's a function of an economy that is not working too, and that you know leads to and is enabled by and also creates, reinforces, the terrible racialized inequality that we have. All of these things are coming out together. As opposed to put it another way, you could suggest maybe that what happened in this fire is an encapsulation of all of our problems. Sadly, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's why I personally felt offended yesterday when President Ramaphosa went there, said very little, when really it is the policies of the government at a national, at a provincial, at a city level that are feeding into this crisis and are failing to mitigate it. You know, in this fire, you can join many dots. Uh, uh, You can join the dots of the fact that The political machinations at the city are leading to a breakdown of services. You can join the dots that the city loses uh, literally hundreds of millions of rands in corruption and nobody has been prosecuted. It takes place with impunity. You can join the dots of the fact that the provincial government is slashing uh, public social services and funding to NGOs that provide social services. All of this creates a melting pot. And in the middle of the melting pot, are the citizens, the poor citizens of our country who find themselves terribly, terribly, terribly exposed to these types of inhumanities. Um, People are going to look for leadership in the next few days. I don't know if that will come from politicians or not. Uh, Is there a chance for other people to show leadership, NGOs, religious organizations, ordinary citizens, to sort of do something. I mean, we're in this terrible situation, Mark. I don't need to tell you of all people this, where I think people look more to gift of the givers than government. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I would love it if leadership came from, from the city of Johannesburg and the province and the national government, but we can't wait for that leadership to come. Their leadership will be welcome if they can, if they can find it. What's happening in the city of Johannesburg is that there are important initiatives, Stephen, going on, which should give us hope. And what we have to do as the citizens is to start to reimagine Johannesburg and to develop plans around housing, around public spaces, around safety and security, around employment, around water, around healthcare services. And I see that that is happening. It's another discussion, perhaps for another day. But 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 if we, the people, do not reclaim our city for everybody, not just for the privilege, but for everybody, then this type of decay and collapse and the terrible human consequence that we've just witnessed will continue. So actually, 
the solutions are on our doorstep first and foremost. Mark Hayward, thank you, editor at Maverick Citizen. Well, in a moment, we'll have one of the politicians responsible, well, not responsible, one of the politicians in the centre of all of this will speak to the community safety member of the mayoral committee in Johannesburg, uh, Councillor Mtlini Trako. Also, of course, more conversations from people who live in the inner city and the Socioeconomic Rights Institute, Siri. All of that to come. You were there, SAFM, leading the conversation. It's a difficult day today. It's seven o'clock.